Hello, beautifuls. I'm Monica, your host, and welcome to Under the Acacia Tree, a podcast about spirituality and finding your way. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about protection. What it is, do we really need protection, steps that you can take to protect yourself, home, family, and business, and items that can be used in a protective manner. Many of the items that we touch on have its origins in other cultures and belief systems, and I ask that you respect the origins and meanings that it has to those who still practice and utilize them today. Hello, beautifuls. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's reading. This week, I pulled the child card from the Tree of Life deck, and it speaks of creativeness and openness. There are three messages that come to us this week from the child card. And the first one is you can be so open hearted that you fall into a place of naivety and they want you to be able to look around and assess the situation to see what's going on so that you aren't blindsided or hurt by those who may not be as open hearted as you are. The other one is to soak up information constantly and know where to be playful and where to be observant. And the final message is that it's time for us to stop being so cynical and apprehensive with our outlook and to start seeing the world through the eyes of a child. Look at the world as if it was a playground and find the innocence and beauty that still lies within. There's healing that can be had through innocence and the creative playfulness that you can tap into when you reconnect to your child self. So they're asking you to reconnect to the child within you, to be playful, to find joy, to discover or rediscover the beauty in the world, and to be as a child when you do this. Because there may be things that as an adult in our busy lives and our constant going that you may have missed. But in the eyes of a child, everything is new. Everything is bright. So they're asking you, this child is asking you to become part, you know, wake up that child, reach out and touch that child within you. And to see the world through those eyes. You don't have to do it all the time, but it's definitely something that you must do so that you don't get lost in the adulting of the world and forget to find the joy that comes from the simplest things as a bug crossing the road. And I say that and I'll use this as an example when my son was my oldest one. God, was he two years old? A long time ago. Let's go with that. We were rushing to get to the bus stop and we lived a mile from the gate just to get to the outside world. And it was none of this miss the bus and catch another type thing. But he saw this little black bug with a red X on its back and he had to stop and watch the bug cross the street. And I I thought the first few minutes that I was going to die were going to miss the bus. Oh my God. Oh my God. Then I stopped and I sat with him and we watched this bug cross from one side of the street to the other side of the street. And once it was done, he was done and we could move on. And that has always stuck with me. That ability to see even in the smallest bug and its uniqueness, you know, just that awe in it. And it took me to a place sitting there with him that I was just in complete awe. This little bug crossing the street that I'd never seen this type of bug before. And just that that time that I had with him, the bond connected to the child within me. So now I make a point of seeing, you know, the beauty in the world through those same wondrous eyes and seeing the small things that maybe I've overlooked as an adult because I'm so busy going, going, going that I don't, as they say, stop to smell the roses. So those are your messages from the child card. And let's go ahead and get into our episode on protection. All right, so this week's episode, we're going to be talking about protection. 
Protection is really just being able to protect your family, your home, your business on an everyday, regular basis. And it's also something that is important to use if you're doing ritual work, journey work, anything that will take you into another realm of being. I see protection as a backup plan, a tool, and as some as a, a way to support yourself. The idea of needing protection from various forces and people has a long history in many cultures, beliefs, and practices. And how one goes about that varies from culture to culture, family to family. There are several different concepts or ideas on whether or not you need to have protection at all. There are those who believe that because they exist or practice reaching to a higher frequency, a higher way of being, that they don't need protection. While there are also those who can't make a move without having protection attached to them because they are so caught up in their fear. And both sides have a point, but they both lack balance and an understanding or maybe even an acknowledgement that they are not the only forms of energy that reside in this world. We don't live in isolated bubbles where our different beliefs or different realms or different energies don't affect us just because we are within our own little bubble of belief. We all face at one time or another being energetically or spiritually vulnerable. And it's at those times that thought pattern, that energy that is directed to us in a harmful manner has an opening to affect our beings and how we move throughout, you know, our day. And a lot of times that that type of energy and thought pattern doesn't necessarily come from outside of ourselves. It's what we speak on within our own minds. So you're not only looking at protecting yourself from the outside influences, but also what you do to yourself. There are many things in our day-to-day life, be it at work or home, that affects how high we vibrate, how spiritually covered we are, you know, or even energetically. Just the idea of The stress that we go through, bad relationships, the wrong type of people to be around, the wrong jobs to be on, any of these things, there's a number of them that would affect your energetic and spiritual self and leave you open to quote unquote attacks. And of course, there's being in a non-supportive environment, um, being ruled by your emotions and energetic vampires and poor health. And that's just a few of the things that can affect you and make you vulnerable and are reasons to have some form of extra protection just as a backup. While I was doing a research and really kind of looking back through my experiences with protection and how I felt about it, I felt that there had to be some deeper, more in-depth things that having this form of protection did for people. And as I was sitting thinking about this, it came to me that protection reaches to the root chakra, which is the base chakra, the one that everything else is built upon. And it affects it in a manner that if you feel that you were protected and that you were safe, you move in a completely different type of energy throughout the day and even throughout your life. So it's not just some surface level um, thing that you use for, you know, something's coming from the outside. It can also affect how you move on a deeper level when it comes to the things that you may be emotionally dealing with. And being safe and protected is one of those things that a lot of us 
have problems with and maybe we don't even know that that is an issue, but carrying or having some form of external protection or tool used as protection helps us feel more safe, feel more secure and more able to move and function in the world. Now, with that said, this and any other forms of protection can go from being your support to your crutch. So make sure that you're aware of how you're using it and keep your eyes open to where it becomes, you know, that crush that you need every day because suddenly you can't make your own decisions or you can't move because you're afraid of everything or that you give it more power than you give your deities, your higher self, or even your own power. When it comes to protection for ritual versus every day, I personally don't think there is a difference in the type of protection that's needed. You use the same ingredients, use pretty much the same tools, except in ritual work, you tend to use maybe a larger amount, maybe more specialized tools. But for the most part, you're using the exact same things from you know a ritual purpose that you would use in just your everyday life. Many different forms of protection have been passed down from generation to generation. And oftentimes, despite the efforts of the dominant culture to wipe out this type of belief, things that you may feel need protection come in many different forms from your health to your job, your home, your kids. Um, And you can even break it further down, you know, than that as to how you feel protection will be needed in your life. If you feel like someone is after you, if you feel uncomfortable or uneasy, these are all different times when, you know, using protection can come into play. Or even when you feel that you are sick, that you need that extra layer of support. Now, there are many types of protection that can be used, and I'm not going to go in depth on them in this episode. But I do invite you to get on the Internet, reach out to your local people and even in your family and find out what, you know, what's used for them or even what history is behind what you use. So just a few things that you can do is, you know, chalk on the bottom of your shoes. There is um, paper in your shoes where you put a protection on some paper and put it in your shoes or you can put it in your pocket. There's reading Psalms or writing it out and carrying it with you. There is the bottle tree, which actually stems from um, an African enslaved tradition as far as containing or protecting them from evil spirits. There's brick dust, um, crossed needles under the mat of your front porch. There's carrying different sachets around. And of course, some of the easiest things to do are the herbs that you cook with and the stones that you carry in your pocket or around your computers or in your cars. There's certain trees that are considered protective, like oak and ruin and acacia. And of course, there's casting circles, um, calling in your spirit guides to do your protection, calling in your ancestors. So these are all different forms of protection. And at some point or another throughout this podcast, we'll go deeper into those. There's also, of course, haint paint. Haint blue is what it's called. And that is something that has come from the Gullah Geechee people, as well as 
further back. I've put some links on the show notes so that you can kind of click through and look at that. But I do really advise you to go out there and find what best fits you. Maybe you just need to carry, you know, a black tourmaline, which is great for protection and for psychic protection. Maybe the easiest form of adding protection into your daily life is being aware of what energies and what protections of different spices you have in your kitchen, you know, what you use in your cooking and build that into a form of protection that's for you, your family, you know, and those around you. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope that you learned something from this episode. And as always, take what you need and leave the rest. Join us next week as we talk to Tony Cook, who is a vulva and a practicer of Sadar. If you enjoy this podcast, go ahead and subscribe on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. I'm Monica Spirit Walker, your host, and I'll see you next time under the Acacia Tree.